Hey everybody, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast. Uh, really great to have you guys listening again. And this week I'm delighted to announce that we've got Mathieu Cognac, who is the Head of Strategy and Operations at Coursera, joining us. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Mathieu. Hey, thank you, Lawrence, for having me. Excited to be on the show. Fantastic. That was really, really good to hear. Um, so I believe you're calling in from San Francisco, San Francisco is that right? That's correct. Uh, living in San Francisco right now, and uh, just like the vast majority of the, the rest of the world, we are we are both still in um, isolation. So we're both in our home offices, I suppose. Is everything everything okay with you guys over there? Uh, yeah, uh, we've been actually uh, confined for four weeks now. Uh, our company uh, allowed us to be uh, working from a little bit even earlier than what the government asked us to do. So, uh, yeah, first week at uh, home. Uh, right, okay. So um, we were saying just before we came live on the call, we're, we're both quite lucky, right, that we can do our jobs from home, I suppose. You, you're managing okay? Yeah, I feel like uh, uh, that we are privileged to be at least uh, uh, still employed uh, in uh, decent health and uh, able to work and to uh, keep our job. So, uh, so far, uh, yeah, very lucky to be in such a position right now. Yeah, likewise. Cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mathieu, you know, your, your background and who Coursera are and what they do and, you know, what you do there, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, as you can tell from my accent, I'm originally from France. Uh, I've been working for 12 years, five years in management consulting and seven years in business strategy and operations. And currently at Coursera, I am the head of operation and strategy for our enterprise business. And for those who don't know, so Coursera is an online education platform where renowned universities and organizations uh, make courses available online, which can be simple courses, certificates, or even degrees. Uh, we have uh, quite a few degrees now on the platform. And what we really envision is a world where anyone, anywhere can transform their lives by accessing the, accessing the world's best learning experience. Um, and just a few numbers. So the company was launched eight years ago by Stanford professors here in the Bay Area. Uh, and now eight years later, we have about 47 million learners on the platform and wow. more than 200 companies or governments using it. Wow, that's some serious numbers. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Uh, we uh, we have seen, of course, over the past few years, uh, uh, more and more uh, uh, people going uh, online, or at least complementing their education with on, uh, with these type of services. So it's mm. uh, really uh, really an exciting problem to solve. And during these difficult uh, days uh, uh, right now, we are uh, seeing that the problem that we are trying to address is even more important to solve. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys couldn't be more relevant than you are right now, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, but definitely it's uh, uh, this uh, crisis has accelerated the need for people to think about uh, both uh, physical and online education. Mm. Okay, so really, really interesting context then, both for um, what we're going to discuss, but also just for the current climate of, of the world. So when when did you first come across OKRs then, Matthew? 
Um, so in my previous company, um, we were managing the performance uh, and, and uh, of the organization through what we used to call value creation initiatives and value creation pillars. And uh, and we initially didn't have a lot of OKRs. Uh, we had like, of course, uh, uh, overall objectives and 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 goals, but we didn't call that OKRs. And and then we had a set of uh, large transformation initiatives that were uh, the bulk of uh, the uh, transforming uh, strategy into execution. And then uh, some. Um, Newcomers in the organization started to introduce OKRs for some of these initiatives, and and that's where I first became aware of this concept uh, and OKRs. And uh, and this colleague with interest started to introduce it. Um, really helped clarify and, and gain alignment on the goals for some of these initiatives. But as I think that's where it, it stood, and it never went like full uh, on the. It never got a um, really uh, the full organization on board, so we uh, we stopped at uh, at a few initiatives, at least in my previous company. Right. Okay. So, um, were OKRs being used when you joined Coursera already? Because I know you you've been there six or seven months, right? Correct. Uh, yes, uh, it's very interesting because ever since I've joined, I've been fascinated by the extensive use of OKRs. Uh, at Coursera to help drive quarterly, annual, and three-year plans. Right. The organization here is fully on board with the methodology, um, starting from the top. Uh, uh, just last month, uh, our CEO was, for instance, recording a video on how to uh, uh, use OKRs and how to uh, uh, record them uh, using a solution that we, uh, uh, a software solution called BetterWorks uh, that we use to track OKRs. And, and truly at Coursera, there's full transparency on everyone's goals. And, uh, and whether or not the employees use, uh, uh, BetterWorks, at least everyone has, uh, OKRs in a document or a spreadsheet. So, but it's really interesting to see it, uh, being managed at a, a large scale, at least, uh, all departments, all functions from, uh, top to bottom. Okay. So everybody's fully bought into it there then. Yeah, totally. I think uh, we really believe that uh, OKRs help uh, uh, adapt and turn strategy into actions, and uh, and we have regular uh, even training to uh, on how to 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 think about OKRs and how to make sure that uh, all of these objectives are focused, create uh, um, alignment, accountability, and and uh, and how they should be action oriented, inspirational. So it's a uh, it's really a it's really a machine, and uh, and it's uh, I think it's really helpful in uh, in ensuring this uh, uh, cross functional alignment around the goals, making sure that we uh, uh, shift priorities uh, uh, very nimbly when need be. So uh, um, no, it's uh, it's definitely a, a widely uh, adopted uh, um, performance methodology. That's fantastic. And it sounds like you've got some of the key principles down, but um, a little birdie's told me that John Durr is actually an investor and on your board of directors, is he not? Correct. Uh, so John Durr, who, uh, as many of your listeners know by now, 
is one of the, uh, I guess, uh, co-founders, uh, inventors of the OKRs and, uh, and based in, um, in the Silicon Valley here, uh, is one of the investors of Coursera and also part of our board of directors. So, uh, definitely there is a, an extra incentive for us to uh, be adopting and using OKRs. Yeah, so you would hope that if somebody's going to be getting most of the key principles right, it's it's the guys with John Dursa on their board, I would say. <laughs> That's it, yes. Have you, can you feel a, a big difference then between how Coursera use OKRs and how they were being used in your previous organization? Um, yeah, uh, like I was saying, in my previous organization, it was a uh, bits and pieces and little pockets of uh, people using OKRs. Uh, maybe sometimes people are using them without knowing that, uh, without using the terminology of OKR. Right. Uh, and, uh, but it wasn't necessarily a widely, uh, adopted, uh, methodology. And then, uh, it would be difficult at times to know, uh, who, uh, had, uh, which goals. And, uh, and sometimes, uh, uh, you add a lot of, uh, effort of change management to make sure that, uh, these new initiatives got uh, got carried uh, away and started. So I uh, I don't know if it was detrimental to the organization overall, but definitely uh, uh, there would not be as much transparency as uh, there is now at Coursera. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's really uh, enlightening. I think to see how different people use them and the different benefits that that they get and. I guess that's kind of the point of this podcast as well, you know, to share as many stories as possible with our listeners of of how people are using OKRs and how they can be used to get different advantages. Um, what I'm really interested in is um, how you guys have adjusted quite nimbly, as you mentioned just a few minutes ago, how you've managed to, to adjust quite nimbly um, in the sort of current climate with the outbreak of coronavirus, because you've actually opened up your platform to universities impacted by coronavirus completely free of charge, I'm, I'm led to believe. Is that right? Yeah, uh, that's correct. Uh, we, I mean, the benefit of being a relatively small organization is to adapt fast to our uh, changing conditions and also to, uh, uh, we need to stick to our mission to, uh, to uh, you know, support um, our business partners and help uh, uh, help them continue their business. And therefore, when, um, and also when you have an organization that is full of passionate people around this uh, educational mission, change can happen uh, extremely fast. So, uh, obviously in December and January, when we had, uh, defined our care for Q1, uh, we had not anticipated that, uh, uh this, uh, crisis would become so, uh, pervasive and uh, impacting everyone in the world, basically. Uh, but as we started to see some of our partners being affected uh, by coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, uh, we put in, and even, uh, of course, our employees and uh, our, uh, our customers, we put a few task forces in place. Uh, and, um, and just in a matter of uh, 10 days, uh, we launched uh, uh, on March 12th. Uh, this offer to provide a platform for free, uh, at least during uh, a period of time, to uh, impacted uh, universities, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and of course that was not part of any OK or anything uh, before, uh, but uh, but since we've 
seen this, uh, uh, you know, uh, this crisis, I think it was uh, our best possible uh, response to it uh, at that time. And we keep thinking of new ways to uh, also support uh, all of our different learners or, or partners. That's really interesting. So have you set any OKRs against that initiative to, to make sure that you've seen a successful impact from it? Uh, totally. Uh, so uh, within the quarter, I mean, within Q1 last, uh, last month, we, uh, we put everything in place uh, without having necessarily an OKR. But now, uh, as we are working and as we uh, finished uh, the Q2 OKRs, um, almost uh, the top priority for many people in the organization uh, is uh, is around COVID-19. And it can be uh, from uh, engineering needed to uh, support uh, having more learners on the platform, or it can be uh, our implementation teams uh, supporting all of these uni- new universities uh, coming uh, on the uh, on the platform as well, uh, to our executives as well, uh, supporting it to our uh, uh, website marketing team, making sure that uh, we have all of the material online. So we are like uh, all on board, and and top uh, top of care for almost every team is related uh, directly or indirectly to COVID nineteen in Q two. That's really interesting. Then, so you you've completely pivoted what you were going to do to make sure you're reacting across the board. Um, to, to the COVID crisis and, and your OKRs are shining the spotlight on that work. Um, is there any work that you've had to completely park and that you've just said, you know what, we're not going to be able to make any progress on this in Q2. Let's just park it for now. Um, so what we try to do, of course, is to keep um, I know, every part of the business uh, running and and making sure that we uh, we still achieve uh, the goals that we've uh, committed to the board, uh, but but definitely there will be some areas of the business that uh, uh, get some deprioritization or, or maybe get less attention than we used to have. Uh, it goes without saying that, for instance, uh, we uh, we used to have a, a large uh, conference uh, in May, uh, which has now gone fully online. So there will be uh, less work into uh, the preparation of a physical event, uh, but now it's the preparation of uh, an online event. And uh, and then yeah, there are some uh, some efforts that are now passed for for later. Uh, but everything that is mission critical uh, still uh, still gets uh, supported. Cohen is a purpose-built solution for managing your OKRs. Helps your team achieve their objectives and key results, helps them get aligned, and it helps them stay engaged. Shared spreadsheets simply don't scale when you're using OKRs properly, and you're not going to have a maximum impact with them. But with Coan, you can scale your OKRs right across your entire company, keeping your team super motivated and moving everybody in the right direction. Roger, what's one of your favorite features about Coan? So the thing that I really love about Coan and have done ever since uh, I first saw it was how it really puts the conversation around OKRs at the heart of the system and it really helps stimulate that, which obviously brings really good collaboration. You know, they've got this uh, reflections feature which uh, helps uh, individuals really prepare for the the team conversation which is going to come up where the collaboration is going to take place. So that would definitely be the thing for me which is the, the killer feature of the system. 
And have you done any sort of retrospective on your Q1? Uh, yes. Uh, actually, we're uh, still in the process uh, of doing it. Uh, and um, and uh, obviously, one of the key retrospectives is that now, <laughs> now that we have COVID-19, that we are shift pivoting to, uh, uh, to this type of priority. Um, maybe um, just as a, not as an overall cluster organization, but just for my team, uh, some of the uh, retrospectives that we've had in terms of Q1 OKRs uh, is to um, make sure that uh, as we define them, uh, we also, uh, uh, and even before we publish them and make them uh, fully available to everyone, that we work a little bit uh, more with some of our business partners to make sure that uh, they are fully, uh, completely aligned. Uh, and like you mentioned at the beginning, uh, I haven't been there for that long. So, for instance, in Q1, uh, we had not necessarily, not necessarily spent um, uh, enough time with some of our different business partners, like customer success organization, to uh, be uh, in lockstep on these OKRs. But now, uh, as we go into Q2, uh, and as part of these learnings, the OKRs that I have personally and my team has, uh, as it read, as a, for this particular example, customer success. I've also been uh, uh, fully discussed with uh, our head of customer success, and uh, and my OKRs, are in my my uh, individual OKRs are also within their sheets and within the uh, the platform for them too. So, uh, uh, so that's one learning to uh, also keep uh, uh, not only just be transparent, but also be more thoughtful uh, as you uh, define them right. and design them. And have you had to adjust your um, company level annual OKRs at all, or have you just left them as they were? Um, so what we do is that we distinguish between uh, different types of, um, I guess, goals. Uh, the company has uh, planned numbers, meaning uh, what we uh, what we commit to uh, to the board in terms of revenue, in terms of uh, a number of uh, metrics, and and that um, doesn't change through the year uh, because that's uh, based on the investment we've received right. and so forth. Um, but then after you have goals that can uh, goals and OKR that can uh, uh, adapt uh, quarter over quarter. And for instance, if uh, uh, we were thinking of uh, registered learners, uh, the goal that we had for Q2 now will increase because there's been more uh, learners going on Coursera. Uh, to uh, because of uh, of COVID nineteen, so uh, so some goals, uh, a lot of goals will adjust, and I mean these OKRs will adjust quarter over quarter. Uh, but then the overall yearly plan numbers, uh, they uh, they remain the same. And um, uh, and I think, for instance, uh, uh, teams uh, like sales, uh, they uh, they will have their quota set for every quarter and uh, and for the whole year. Uh, and, and and these numbers uh, don't uh, ch- haven't changed uh, at least uh, yet, and typically these type of numbers don't change uh, throughout the year. Um, uh, but you know we're still navigating a uh, uncharted territories these days, so the future will tell whether adjustments need to be uh, need to be made. Or and of course we are uh, having a lot of flex. We will have maybe more flexibility and more understanding and more empathy if some uh, goals are not met. Uh, but at least the overall plan numbers for the company uh, haven't changed uh, as of yet. Okay, so that's really interesting then. So um, you are managing to keep some departments working towards the same goals as they were before. So you've not had to completely pivot everything. 
That's correct. Uh, and and so at Coursera, you have uh, yeah, different uh, organization. You have uh, the B2C uh, uh, serving all of our learners uh, around the world. Then you have um, a B2B for uh, serving all of our different companies. And then you, uh, we serve as well governments and, and universities. And, uh, and so when it comes to uh, uh, the, some of our revenue numbers for the enterprise business, uh, the, there's a plan every quarter and sales or customer success, uh, all the members of the good market team, uh, will, uh, will, won't have, uh, you know, pivoting OKRs, uh, as, and, and because this is in, by the sheer nature of the business and the plan letters and, and how we manage compensation for, uh, these things and how, again, we report uh, our revenue to the board. That doesn't uh, necessarily change or fit to OKRs uh, perfectly. That's really, really interesting. Have you had to um, react to changing demands from your customers and your clients in your OKRs for Q2? Or are you a little bit more self-contained in that you you can just service the needs by being quite um, self-insular, I suppose, instead of reactive? Um, the, uh, I mean, the good, the advantage of having a platform is that, uh, uh, when customers have, uh, higher, uh, demand or need more, like, licenses and so forth to, uh, serve their own organization, uh, that can be done, uh, very quickly. What, what we've seen, though, is, um, a lot of, uh, demand for consultation and curation. So, uh, some of our customers, um, uh, now being uh, uh, much more inquisitive uh, uh, and, and asking a lot more questions on how we can best uh, support them and what are the best courses and so forth. So we uh, uh, we have a team that uh, specializes in, uh, in supporting these customers. So now uh, uh, they are uh, prioritizing uh, the most impacted customers and universities. Uh, so that's definitely uh, uh, an important uh, uh, shift that we've seen, and um, and then uh, and then overall um, uh, we are still investigating how we can uh, uh, best support some of our uh, most impacted uh, uh, customers uh, because some might not have uh, any budget now. So so we don't know yet what will fully be uh, be launched, but at least uh, at least what we've really focused on in the past few weeks was to. Uh, uh, support our universities and uh, actually our CEO was uh, on uh, on Yahoo Live uh, just earlier this week and a few numbers that he was mentioning publicly is that uh, uh, we've received 17,000 uh, inquiries from universities uh, to uh, have more support hmm. uh, and, and we've already launched on the platform 2,000 of them uh, so you can imagine how the implementation team and how the uh, the success team uh, have been uh, uh, pivoting, or at least uh, in addition to their daily work, have also uh, uh, supported this team. So, uh, so it's been a uh, quite a grind for a lot of team uh, to uh, fulfill uh, our mission and to help our partners in the past uh, few weeks. I can imagine absolutely, and it sounds like you're reacting to it really well. So that's that's great to hear. So I guess finally then, Mathieu, um, you've seen OKRs used in your previous organization. You've, you've seen them used at 
Coursera, where you have John Durr, perhaps the most famous name in OKRs, sat on your board. Um, you're out in San Francisco, which is, you know, arguably the birthplace of OKRs. What's the one piece of advice you would give to an organization um, that was about to get going or perhaps is just coming to the end of their first quarter or two with OKRs? Um, I think it's um, really thinking about, uh, you know, what's the current state and what's really uh, been not uh, working perfectly right now for the organization and uh, and and really being able to uh, assess and having this awareness of what's not working uh, so that you can use OKRs to address uh, this particular, uh, particular issue. Because sometimes... Uh, Companies can go into a chaos uh, without a clear diagnosis, uh, diagnosis of uh, of what's the problem to be solved. So I think I think that would be my number one piece of advice. And then, of course, uh, uh, in addition to that, uh, there's a couple of uh, key uh, learning that we always need to think about, such as having an executive sponsor, mm. uh, starting simple. Uh, we don't need necessarily a tool for uh, when you start. Uh, and you can also start with one department, one quarter at a time. Um, and really thinking about, uh, yeah, this is change management as well. Because if you don't have it, uh, if you didn't have a chaos before, uh, then you will require some, uh, yeah, middle management sponsor champions. You will require a lot of, uh, mindset, mindset shifting. Uh, but if, if you did the work of like, uh, what's the issue and what you're trying to address and why, where do you want to go and how OKRs will, uh, uh, will help you. Then you can, uh, explain this rationale and you can justify the implementation and you can have an executive sponsor to back it up. Uh, and that, in my opinion, can, uh, make your OKR journey, uh, easier. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that is fantastic advice. I've got to say, um, especially around the executive sponsor. I think I think they're vital to have somebody at the top level um, who's really backing this and pushing this incentive for you throughout um, the top layers of the company, but also supporting you and giving you the time and resources you need as well to make sure this works. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, thank you for that, yeah. So, Matches, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure the listeners will have taken a lot out of today's podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and make sure things keep on going well over in San Fran and, and stay stay safe. Thank you, Lawrence, and uh, have a good rest of uh, your day, everyone. Cheers, cheers. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great rest of your day to all our listeners. Thanks again for tuning in, um, and make sure you catch us next week for, for our next episode. Cheers now. That's been Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast. Bye.